Okay, are we ready? I'm Naomi Klein, author of The Shock Doctrine. You're listening to CKUT. Keep listening. KUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. This is Free City Radio. Thank you for being with us. Um, We began the program today with a piece by Kin Leon uh, from a recent release on the Kitchen label. We heard the piece Commune, um, beautiful track uh, from Japan. Uh, Today on the program, we are going to be having an update on the struggle uh, that has been taking place led by many community organizations in Montreal against Law 21. Um, We are joined in studio by Samer Mejzoub, who is with the Canadian Muslim Forum, uh, an organization that has been working consistently uh, over many months to struggle and to actually bring light to the impacts of Law 21. Uh, this is an issue that um, um, is still in the media, but um, continues to affect people. So I'll just say good morning, first of all. Good morning. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. Perfect. Beside the weather, everything is fine. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to be here. It is a pleasure. It is duty. Welcome. So... Uh, 
Law 21, um, your organization, the, the, the organization that you work with, Canadian Muslim Forum, has really been one of the groups that has uh, publicly opposed this law, including the organization of some uh, demonstrations. Also, you, you put together a very beautiful video uh, featuring um, a lot of different women who would be affected by Law 21. Maybe just first to start, um, could you talk about that first decision that you took as a group to oppose Law 21? When, when you first heard about the law and that it was happening, how, how did you feel? Uh, how did you start working on this campaign? Uh, basically, after 2014, after uh, the introduction of so-called Shah de Valar, and everyone works together uh, to defeat that uh, uh, proposed by the PQ at that time, we thought that this subject uh, is over. Uh, in the real sense. Unfortunately, uh, as time goes, as time went, we realized that this subject is still uh, being played politically by some political parties, uh, one of which is CAC itself. Uh, CAC did not hide its agenda, even they were uh, they were in the uh, opposition, and they were clear-cut about uh, targeting uh, uh, others what they call others uh, so they, they played on the on the subject of French Quebecers and non-French Quebecers uh, Quebec values and uh, non-Quebec values and they tried to define it themselves without uh, uh, spending uh, a minute just to speak to others what does it mean Quebec values uh, when the law came was it a surprise not uh, maybe the surprise was the the fast, the quickness that the law came. It was just the second morning of the of the elections, and uh, and uh, Monsieur Francois Legault was on a press conference, and right away he presented the, the the subject, and it caught everyone very surprisingly why it's so fast. It was not something urgent, and it's not something that's so much pressuring uh, pressuring on on us to on, on Quebec in general to go and do it fast. Uh, it is by all means something that is very frustrating, and especially when it comes from a government pretends to be defending all its uh, citizens. Uh, yes, it affects, it has a lot of impact on women, on men, on everyone, honestly, because one of the things that you have to put in mind beside the law itself. Mm -hmm. The implication of that law is approval of uh, bigotry and discrimination. And this is something very alarming for any society. Yeah. On this point of viewing Law 21 very clearly as institutionalized racism, um, can you talk about um, opposing this law both legally, but also opposing it in the community? Um, sector because your organization is very interesting and amazing because you've you've been supporting some of the legal cases against Law 21 but also at the same time have been working with people to be on the streets and also to have community forums. Um, why are these two avenues uh, to oppose uh, 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 racism of, important? Uh, one of the things that the CAX government uh, was hoping is to pass this law and the people just will let it go and people will accept yeah. this kind of uh, this sort of discrimination. Yeah. They are themselves surprised up to this moment that uh, no one can really accept in a democratic society to compromise when it comes to rights and freedoms. And uh, CMF, other organizations, and uh, yes, we took our decision to keep on uh, pressuring 
in our objection to this law. And there are many venues. There's not one venue. It is the venue of the civic civil society, uh, getting more allies, getting more people on board, and for sure the the uh, legal side. Legal side has its challenges because, as you know, uh, CACs use the notwithstanding clause, and by using notwithstanding clause, I would like to put uh, underline here means directly that it is the uh, it is against the law yeah. because uh, this particular clause is uh, was put to override human rights charts. So it is clear from the beginning that it is against the human uh, freedom and human uh, and women's right. So yes, we may choose to keep on saying no to this law and we will keep on. We're not giving up, by the way. We're not, uh, we are not pessimistic. Uh, whether on the political level, we communicate with politicians at all times, although they are shying away from it. Uh, at the civic, uh, and I believe strongly that on the civil uh, level, on the civic uh, movement, yes. it is gaining a lot of momentum. Yeah. It is not fading away. Yeah. Plus, as you know, that many organizations now embarked uh, on the legal side to challenge this uh, this law at, uh, at, at yes. courts. Yes, yes. Well, I've been seeing in the last days, actually, more and more, I see students particularly, I mean, I study at Concordia University, and I see a lot of students wearing the, it's just the number 21 crossed out, it's a pin. Um, but getting to this point of opposition um how how has it been to communicate with journalists to communicate with the media to try to put forward your arguments has there been a challenge i mean your 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 organization the, uh, is the canadian muslim forum yes and you do engage with the a mainstream lot. quebec media so a how lot. has that experience uh, been? I, I need to be very open and frank about this yeah. you have to differentiate between the english and the french media Okay, the English media is much, much more receptive, much more ready to expose the position against Law 21. Uh, on the French side, not every French media is ready to do so. Yeah. Quite the opposite. Uh, sometimes we do our press conferences in French only, yeah. from A to Z, yeah. and uh, 95% of the present media is English. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and even when the piece is covered uh, in any, uh, sure. whether it is a TV or the radio, yeah. the way it is being covered is completely different. Let's say if you are in thousands in the streets, you will see in certain French media saying uh, hundreds or few, or, and it is in the last page or it is yeah, it doesn't exist at all. Sure. So there this is one of the challenges. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and it is a challenge that the French media try uh, its best not to expose the opposition to that law. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, but in fact, you have engaged with the French media. I mean, the Canadian Muslim Forum has been a guest on, of course, Radio Canada, where you have different opinions, but also other stations? Yes. How has that been? Uh, TV, uh, LCN, you have been, uh, CMF has been for 25 years, uh, it's not the first year, and we have established a very credible relationship, although we might not agree on the same opinion over certain issues, but we are given some venues to express ourselves, yeah. but the way it is covered, that's what I meant, yeah, the way exactly. it is covered is completely different than the English media. Yeah, yeah, but you continue. We continue, we're not yeah. giving up, yeah. we're not giving up. Um, so the legal challenge against Law 21, could you share with us where things are at? You know, there are now three or four organizations that embarked. Yeah. Every organization is trying to cover an angle of this. Uh, and I, I tweeted just recently that, that this law, since it was brought up, honestly, all that it is brought in, bringing confusion, uh, hatred, division, friction. Uh, uh, we have to put in mind that every legal uh, challenges 
-hmm. thousands and thousands of dollars, not only from the people that are challenging it, yeah. from the government side. So at the same time, so let's put it this way: uh, Quebec schools are losing its students. Uh, depriving women from their rights, uh, creating friction, approving uh, hatred and bigotry, causing thousands and thousands of dollars. What is the benefit of such a law? Uh, if you don't mind, I want to explain something and uh, shed the light on very important subject. Welcome. For Law 21, there is what they call the grandparent clause. Grandparent clause means that those who are still working or who have been working, yes. they are still in their jobs. They cannot move, they cannot be advanced, but they're still in jobs. Those who would be to be applying newly, they will not be accepted. I want to please drive your attention here. Those who are really working now are mostly immigrants that came from overseas. They are well qualified. They were accepted in schools. So those grandparent clause will be excluding those from the effect of that law. In other words, the law is only affecting Quebecers. Women, young women Quebecers graduating from Geer University, from University of Montreal, from any other place, and they are depriving. In reality, it is targeting Quebecers. It's not even the concept that it is targeting someone coming from overseas with their own values. It's not the correct case. They are still working, and you can see them in schools, and you can go and see all those ladies are still working. So, in reality, it is a very weird in a democratic society, a, a government accepts to target its people. And that's what you see by Law 21. Well, you talked about Law 21 uh, in the framework of racism and bigotry, uh, institutionalized racism. I mean, obviously this law has defined who is a Quebecer and who is not. I mean, they're, they're attempting to do so. That's right. Yeah. That's right, but we have to put in mind, uh, if I hope someone is listening to me. Uh, my children were born in Quebec and they will reside in Quebec, yes. and they're staying in Quebec, and they're not leaving. So uh, they have to really face this reality that Quebecers will not leave Quebec for certain government uh, policy. So uh, please uh, behave as a government that representing all Quebecers and the interests of Quebecers. And one of the most important factor here is targeting women. We pretend, we allege to be champions of women's rights. But when it comes to reality, all what I see, mostly 90, 95% of the victims of such a law are women. So a, a big contradiction between uh, alleging one thing and the action and our, our policies is completely on the other side. I find it really um, uh, quite impressive. Your organization has been engaged in supporting protests, but you also engage with lobbying and discussing with politicians. Why do you find it important to work on both of those fronts? Because we are an advocacy group. We are not a lobby group. Yeah. So uh, uh, we cannot be an elite only and just talking to politicians and, uh, and media. But you and think that's important? Extremely also. important. Out of our experience at the federal level, it worked very well when we presented the Islamophobia motion. It was CMF from A to Z. And Sorry, uh, can you detail that? Ah, yes. Ah, okay, okay, okay. In, for people in, who might not know. Okay, okay. Just very brief. In 2009, we created a task for Islamophobia. At that time, even the media used to refuse to use the word Islamophobia. They say what is meant to be Islamophobia or what they say it is Islamophobia. I remember in 2010, it was our first trip to the House of Commons. 2010. Yes, okay. the first time. And to say that we need 
to admit that we have Islamophobia in Quebec and in Canada and just do not be surprised we were invited by the Bloc Quebecois at that time. At that time the Bloc Quebecois was very progressive and accepting the fact that there are other people other cultures in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, this changes as time went, but as, as time advanced. But in for the many years, we, we focus on Islamophobia very big time. In 2016, I'm not sure if uh, you recall that we created the motion to condemn Islamophobia all over the country. Yeah. And, and, and that was in the House of Commons? It was the House oh, of yeah. Commons, but we got 75,000 signatures all over the country Amazing. about this. And 2016, we struggled within all the political parties. When I say struggled, it's really struggled to get everyone to unanimously condemn Islamophobia. And we are, and we were the first ever Western country to do this at the House of Commons. And uh, this was followed by uh, a committee that to study Islamophobia. And there was a recommendation motion among all three. And this we worked. I, I visited the House of Commons more than 16, 17, 18 times, 19 times to do this. And not only myself, it was groups. And 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 uh, we have recommendation among all three. And it is followed lately, but very quietly, to define Islamophobia. What is Islamophobia? I don't know if you recall, there was always complaints. What do you mean by Islamophobia? Uh, Mr. Pablo Rodriguez just recently came out with a clear definition after all those studies and committees. What is Islamophobia? So, yes, at that that time, this is an example that we were working on the ground with all groups across the country from not coast, coast to coast. And at the same time, we're working with the political and media uh, classes because at the end of the day, they are the decision makers and they will take a decision at the whatever plus or minus uh, white or black. So that was really important to like bring the issue of Islamophobia by name into the parliament and this was of course before law 21 but that motion was successful it was very yeah. successful and it came, it was followed by recommendation of motion on notary with 31 recommendations including to how to fight islamophobia in canada of course um when we talk about islamophobia in quebec or in canada um this motion took place uh congratulations by Thank the you way so much. um uh, at, at the same time that take took place in Parliament, we saw the massacre in Quebec City at the mosque. Uh, I know that the Canadian Muslim Forum supported vigils and follow-up and also public reckoning with this incident. Um, can you talk a bit about the ways that the words of politicians, um, I mean, we're talking about Law 21 today, but also more generally in regards to Islamophobia. Obviously, there there is an, a very important Islamophobic part of Law 21, but it also affects other communities, um, the Sikh community, or people of all different backgrounds. That's right. Um, so can you talk about the ways that the words of politicians create space for violence to occur? Um, can you? I, I feel this is really important. Yes, I, I listen. At, at the federal level, um, at least word-wise, wording-wise, people yeah. are much more receptive. Yeah. We go to the House of Commons, we sit down, we speak about Islamophobia, and I'm talking about all the political parties now. Uh, I never sat down with any political party and says, you know what, uh, we have to accept Islamophobia, or denies that there's Islamophobia in the country, except some extreme elements. In Quebec, it is a bit different. Although I have to uh, also. Because sometimes we tend uh, to forget because of the biggest events that comes out later on. That October 1st, 2015, Quebec National Assembly, uh, by the motion presented by um, Madame Françoise David, uh, condemned Islamophobia. 
at the same time in Quebec. Okay, so no one can deny it. I mean, when we have the most terrorist attack or one of the most bloody terrorist attack in the history of Canada, shooting people in the mosque because of no reason, because what's they are Muslim, this is Islamophobia, what is this called exactly? Okay, so no one can deny it exists. Now, people can deny uh, on the on the other extreme side, they say, you know, nothing exists even in Quebec. They are so sensitive some people to say that we have racism. And when you say we have racism, does not mean the whole society has a racism or the racist. So, so you know, so, so th this is one of the elements that is very, very, very cautiously we have to look at. And I need to say one thing here, that uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, authorities, when they give the green light, whether directly or indirectly, to hate, uh, all what we're doing is we are giving the permission to all elements that are extreme in the society to dig down themselves and get out this hate and express it so openly, especially in social media. So on, on this point, um, why can you speak about why it's important for people to continue struggling? I mean, not just against Islamophobia and racism, but specifically against Law 21, because now it's been so many months. And I know a lot of people who listen to this show go to protests and support the struggle uh, against this law. Um, in different ways. For, from your point of view, I, 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 I've known you for a long time. I also see your activity on social media and also in the mainstream media when you visit different stations. Um, the sustaining of the struggle, why is that important to not, to not let go? You cannot compromise human right. You cannot compromise human right, women right. You cannot compromise citizens' right. I mean, this is a duty. This is a civil duty. And it is very impressive, very impressive to see the number of people that are embarking on this subject. We cannot, because the moment you... Uh, approve indirectly because by being silent and with all respect to those people who say silent okay by being silent you are indirectly giving a stamp to hate and racism yeah. so you cannot stay silent at the moment of hate when there are issues that touches every human being yeah. so yes we are continuing this and it's supposed to be done as such and i have to uh, just uh, i will not say warning but to be to give a big uh, question mark if this goes on without real objection it will not stop there my information says as follows even on the private sector people are being deprived jobs because of the, what they look their names okay i know it's not easy to prove because you don't have a tangible proof when you yeah, go sure. and apply for a job and they will tell you no you're not accepted you're not uh, and that's it and and but it is so it will be expanding look at france they started with students, teachers, students, now parents. In France, you cannot go out with child to a school trip if you have a hijab. So there is no limit for hate. So the only way to do it is to struggle civilly and legally to stop it. The, the video that uh, the Canadian Muslim Forum worked on, uh, it's very powerful. Um, where you see all the men, well, women from many different backgrounds speaking about their experience. Um, that's on your page, uh, Canadian Muslim Forum Facebook page. How was it to do that video? Honestly, we, uh, we wanted, uh, when we put the plan of how to face this law, mm -hmm. one of the things that we want to give a human face for this law, a human face for the victims of this law. So we came with the idea of the video 
to 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 throw a positive narrative there's nothing negative about this there's no clear mentioning about uh, about law 21 and at the same time because of the bombardment in the media as if the ladies those young ladies that weren't were born in quebec and they are quebecers as if they are coming from another planet those ladies that are women that are only staying home being locked at so this video to came to say no it is not the fact and that's why this video has taken one of the most attention ever as on our social media at yeah, least sure, sure. we're having around half a million reach and hundreds of thousands of views and it was diffused to france belgium uh, i have people so it, 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 it got the attention the clear message that we wanted it was really delivered with all uh, was 100 percent was all clarity wow well it is a very powerful film um and in terms of the we, we we did mention on this program um the um quebec city shooting and um i just wanted to underline that in, in in the sense that there's a clear connection between policy and and violence now the struggle against law 21 and that's that is one thing and the struggle against racism and bigotry um they're connected but there's also the grassroots struggle um it's still like really um, important to remember the six victims of the Quebec City mosque shooting, uh, families that were torn apart, who lost fathers, um, people from all over the world, in fact, who were, who were killed, civilians. Um, why do you think it's really important for us to remember January 29th, given that it's also uh, just a few months from now? I'm not sure if you're aware that we have launched a campaign to consider joining 29 an action against Islamophobia. Yeah. Uh, with uh, the partnership with the CGPME, uh, we have launched and we have went to the House of Commons and met uh, many, many MPs for this. And at the same time, uh, we have uh, launched an online campaign. And I'm not sure if you also are aware that CMF has uh, a very special event last year for the commemoration with the Ville de Montréal. And it was a partnership. It was the first ever partnership between a community organization and, and it got a lot of coverage. We have to continuously remember those. First of all, this is a moral duty. I mean, we have 18 orphans six women that are really uh, widowed and plus the scars plus the fear yeah. uh, uh, Stephen don't be surprised to tell you that there is a fear in the community there is a fear when people come together in the mosque when I say fear does not mean spending the time uh, afraid but there is a fear inside uh, inside the hearts and the minds of, of people just imagine the day of the massacre in Quebec the second day third day I received numerous calls do I send my children to schools uh, and this is Quebec, this is Canada, we're not in a war zone. So just to give you the impact of such, an, sure. uh, uh, such a, a, a crime that could affect too many people. It is continuously, we are continuous to remember ourselves that there are victims and at the same time to keep up the fight against Islamophobia as much as possible. So there were six victims in Quebec City. I'll just say their names briefly. Ibrahima Berry, who is 39 years old. Mahmoudou Berry, who is 42. Khalid uh, Belsemi who was 60, Abu Bakr Thabati, who was 44, Abdul Rakim Hassan, who was 41, and Azadine Sufyan, who was 57, uh, just to say their names. Yes, yeah, may, God, um, may God bless their souls. So thank you for being here. Um, people can follow your important work. Um, 
on uh, Canadian Muslim Forum. Um, is there anything upcoming that people should look out for? Yes, we are having our uh, November 29 yearly banquet. We right. hope to see you there. Inshallah. Uh, fully, inshallah. It is, <laughs> it is an invitation on air. Okay. And we really appreciate the work that you, Stefan, uh, you are everywhere and you are a man of principle. And, and so much you don't know people, how much they appreciate people like you. Uh, in the time of need, people look for someone to extend their hand of assistance by a word, by an activity, by a position. And you are one of those pillars in, in Montreal City that I'm, I'm so proud to know. Thank you so much. Well, for likewise. And uh, hopefully um, this winter, the critique and the challenge to law 21 can continue hopefully so. um and i know it will because there's so many people like yourself who and are, others. are, are so pushing many others, yeah. yes of course so thank you for taking the time to be here today. i really appreciate your time thanks so much thank, thank you. you so much um we've been here in studio on free city radio with samar mazub uh who is with the canadian muslim forum uh one of the spokespeople um, and this has been Free City Radio on CKUT 90.3 FM. I'm your host, Stefan Christoph. Uh, do stay tuned. The XX Files is coming up next. I'm going to play another piece by Ken Leon, um, who's an artist out of Japan. Stay tuned. CKUT People Powered Radio at 90.3 FM and www.ckut.ca.